2: Hello, hello! It is Tuesday, April twenty third, two thousand nineteen. My name is Jesse Carey, and you are listening to the Relevant Podcast. Uh, here with me today in in Nashville, Tennessee, is Annie F. Downs. Annie, welcome to the show.
3: Good morning, gents. We're already kicking it off weird. Let's keep going. Also,
2: also with me today, uh, Eddie, the big cat, Cofelt's coming to us
4: from uh, Gainesville, Florida. Eddie, how are you, my friend? <laughs> this is. I, I could not be better. You hosting, you know, is my favorite thing. Oh, I just oh, enjoy this so many levels. Everyone is in for
2: a big time treat today. And finally, uh, 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 with hey, us also eight. in Nashville, the one, the only, the Tyler Huckabeast. Welcome hey to the everybody. show, Hey, everybody. Oh, wow. Oh, Huckabeast.
0: Huckabeast,
2: Huckabeast. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. cool now thing. I on I that's thing. On the ones and twos, we have uh, uh, not Chandler, but Clark. Clark, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey. Now, Clark, <laughs> Clark you're- Clark, you oh, said it indicating that
3: that is his first and his last name.
2: Clark Clark. It's, Clark it's Clark. a very odd choice. Clark Clark <laughs> Filippo. Now... Uh- Clark's. Now, Clark, uh, you are in the studio today, I and I want you to know that your responsibilities go beyond man in the ones and twos, and making sure we all record fine, and, and everything sounds good, and queuing up sound clips. Your job mm-hmm. is to laugh hysterically at most things I say, like Chandler <laughs> would do. Make me sound funnier than <laughs> I do understand. Noted, yes. <laughs> so you, you, if, if you're listening, you're probably wondering, hey, why, why is Jesse... Not only hosting, but already botching this. Why does he have the car in the ditch <laughs> yeah. when it just backed out of the driveway? The answer yeah. to the question is simple. Yeah, and- Cameron and Chandler are in Cuba right now. And my money is now, that Chandler's we- never returning home. I think the Cuban government <laughs> it's, it's a deposit. They're on
3: a family He's vacation.
0: On a family it's not day. a vacation. They are not allowed to return to the States right now. We, <laughs> no. we shouldn't even be
4: telling <laughs> it's you. It's just probably. the two of them. It's, yeah, they're <clears> alone. <throat> they're I- scared. Yeah, it's Chandler and Cameron just walking around Cuba together, trying to figure it's out their whole. It, no, the, the in, in all actuality,
2: the whole Strang family has gone on, which
4: I think is cool to be a, to be at adult age
2: and go on a family vacation. Like their parents yeah. are there. It's the whole deal, so we were, we're manning the podcast today, but I, I have a lot of fears that Chandler will oh, somehow God. cause a diplomatic situation and will never be allowed to return <laughs> to the United States and will also somehow be banned be- from Canada. He will be a man with no nation. Of, after this trip.
4: Because if there's anything, if there's anything we know about Chandler, it's that no matter where he goes, he's always keeping it real, and his version of real is not going to gel well with good no. Cuba. Cuba. It's just I can't get into details, but it's not going to be a positive <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. Well,
2: but hey, listen, before we get into uh, uh, speculating wildly about the international incident that Chandler Strang will commit in in Cuba and be uh, forbidden to come home, uh, I want to tell everyone well, we have a great show in store for the day. Hey, Johnny Swim is on the maybe you heard them they just released a new album Moonlight hey that it's a killer album have you guys listened to Moonlight
0: I have I'm also loving like maybe you've heard of them yeah. you're just bringing up the flexes <laughs> today on that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Johnny Swim, a band who needs no introduction. And if you do, maybe you should Google it, idiots. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, if you don't know, maybe you dummy should know. They're called Johnny Swim, and they were on the cover of our magazine. <laughs> yeah. And they are awesome. And Michael McDonald's on their album. I, ha- I hosted, guys, um, I hosted a-, a family cookout this weekend. And oh, really? Did Easter, you? On Easter Sunday. And I blasted the Johnny Swim album. It's a great, It's a great backyard hanging out album. <laughs> You know, it's How one of those. people that,
3: are at your kind of? Because I always feel like you're the Carey family Virginia thing is bigger than I expect it to be. Every time I agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, at that at yesterday's gathering, there was only about a dozen. Um, but I mean, it's, it's not it's not uncommon for those gatherings to have about three
0: dozen. Yeah, you know, the three cousins, a, That's yeah, a that's healthy impressive. amount of. That's, that's a good size. Oh yeah, that's a good we, size cookout.
2: We roll deep. Our cookouts roll deep, and it's all it's all family.
0: When, what'd you cook?
2: Uh, I cooked. I this isn't all that interesting, but I, I did man the grill. I I man the grill, and I I, yeah, I, yeah. I I kept it pretty simple. You know, I didn't like. I feel like on the scale of cookout complexity, at the top level you have kebabs because not only. Not only are prep, you yeah. really top
3: level is kebabs,
0: lots of prep work.
2: 100%. That's the most complicated because it's a lot of prep work. You're, yeah. you're, you're chopping and skewering all these uh, this variety of like meats and vegetables. Then you got to cook them all and figure out how to get the temperature right. So I didn't. I wasn't going to even yeah. play with that. No. So
4: Annie, I feel like you're confused, but this logic not is confused. airtight. Can I'm just certain on?
3: that all of you are wrong. The what hardest is, thing is, the, is I, getting uh, one piece of meat the exact right temperature it's no, way no. easier uh, to annie, do listen, kebabs no, no. you're just cooking no, all the way through and the vegetables are going to hang with you the whole time
4: no no uh, no because then they're going to get too yeah. mushy and then you're going to have you got to get yeah there's it, a lot of complexity it, to it, no you're and not a,
3: i'm not going to bend on this cameron isn't here to bully me i'm not bending
4: annie listen <laughs> I,
3: I i grill i don't think you've
4: ever bent on anything i
3: just really think listen you're i incorrect.
2: grill at least <laughs> one, like during the summer i'm at least once a week grilling and annie okay. i can tell you this I don't believe in meat thermometers, okay?
3: You don't (laughs) have to tell me that. I knew that.
2: (laughs) I'm not, I don't need a thermometer to tell me when my chicken's done. I will use my eyeballs and my gut instincts. And that's the only methodology I use. And it's never been a problem. Never been a problem. Did
4: you guys do anything for Easter that wasn't as boring as Jesse's story? Or oh, no, wow. oh, very How well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jesse's was cold. I, I, we he razz- he
3: the the yeah, I thought we were rasping. He never around. said That's the end true. of the story. He just complained about the ease of kebabs. We don't even know what he actually made.
2: Yeah, you guys got me all off on a kebab rabbit yeah. trail that no one wanted to hear. No one wanted to hear about. The, no one on wanted to hear people Clark, argue about kebab. This is
0: the service I've
3: with. God. God. <laughs> God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. I'll say this. We do. Uh, we have like a weird family tradition, but I like it. It's, co- it's an egg cracking.
3: Contest. What does that mean?
2: And how it, everyone is responsible for bringing five cool. boiled eggs to the cookout. Okay. You want right. to bring a backup in case you drop one because that always okay. happens. And how it works is. Everyone sits around the back porch and, uh, a lot of times, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, there's money tossed to the, to the, to the, onto the table. So there's a large pot. Oh, the, okay. It's a winner-take-all situation. Yeah. The, the rolling of
4: dice. The, the, of the, the Carey
2: family on Easter likes to gamble. Um, <laughs> we, that's how we, we observe. Uh, but you go around and like, like, Eddie, let's say you're sitting across the table. I point to Eddie, and you hold one of your boiled eggs, and I hold one of mine, and I smack the top of your egg with the bottom of my egg. Oh. Only one of those eggs will break. Okay, then you return the favor to my egg. You go around around the table. It's the last person standing with the last side of unbroken eggs. Oh, that's cool! It was it was a real thrill. There's a trophy. There's a trophy with engraved names of the family dating back. This is very exciting. The trophy. It's a large cup. And right now, right now, it only dates back to 2008, I think. But I'll say this: my name has yet to appear on. Really, you've never won a trophy, yeah. Yeah.
4: Not. Has anybody in your immediate family ever won? Uh,
2: no, no, Dana, yeah, no, no one this year. No oh, one this year. Really? points no. on the board. Um, I confiscated the winnings. But I was about he to say, what's win. he gonna
3: do with all that money? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> take it to uh, uh,
3: kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's gonna go gamble at kindergarten.
3: That's yeah. a... no. Uh,
4: what, did you guys do anything fun for Easter? Uh, no. I mean I played in the band, so that was fun. I liked doing that. What, what, tambourine? No. I played guitar and sang like a beautiful guitar. angel. But then you know, just very traditional Eastery kind of
2: thing. No, you, you, so you you did you
4: lead when you say you played in the band? Don't be don't be humble no. here, Eddie. No 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 I, I am the second fiddle By all means And I'm fine with that Because we go to an Anglican church And there are about 13 or 14 different songs It's just way too much So I can't even begin To think about leading this yeah. thing So you know I do my So I led And it was fun And the girls were all cute We did a great thing On Saturday night We get all the families together In Gainesville That are in town mm-hmm. And just had Huge cookout And hang out And that was really fun And sweet No trophies Which it's definitely <laughs> A thing we should do But we do a thing At these, uh, at these parties That I love It's um, um, you, you pick a name out of a hat okay. of, uh, of anybody, of any of the people in the room that play a musical instrument. And then you pick the name of any song that you want. Like you can just pick the name of any song and then they throw the chords up on like they air, play it over to yeah. the TV and you just have to go with it and do the best you can. Um, you and I, Jesse, especially really enjoy watching a good train yeah. wreck. There is nothing. <laughs> nothing worse than, and I will say his name, Steve McCready, uh, playing, uh, <laughs> playing pretty much when his name gets drawn, I just start like weeping with laughter and watch um, him and
2: watch him play old time road. Annie, did you do anything fun? Do you have any weird, uh, uh, traditions yes, for Easter? I have okay. A great.
3: Well, I was at church all day, but in between we had one block of time that was longer than the rest of them in services. Cause we had some mornings and some afternoon ones and Huck, you're going to be so proud of me. So y'all know I'm on the teaching team in my church. It's me and two of the other people on the teaching team in my church got on bird scooters or lime scooters. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we went, we went over the Jefferson bridge, you guys, which oh, is like, yeah. it's oh, really yeah. scary. I was scared the whole time that I was going to fall like goes over the like Cumberland river. Yeah. Okay. Um, There are no lanes. I had to do it on the sidewalk. So you are right up against... You're scooting up against the edge of the river. I was so scared I was going to fall in. Is that your
2: first time riding? It was my
3: first time riding a Lime scooter. It
2: was was it exhilarating or te- or terrifying? Or yeah, or it both? was
3: terrifying because of what the dudes made me do. Because they made me go over a bridge that goes over the grossest river in the United States of America. Mm. I wouldn't have yeah. died if I fell in, but I would have been poisoned immediately.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Super yeah. yeah. So, The Impact wouldn't have killed you, but the but the follow-up instant, poison, the toxicity, yeah, the, instant toxicity. It, instant yeah, the water yes. touching even, my body would have been the death of skin. me. No, or you would funny. have gotten like powers or something. You would have been yeah. a mutant.
3: So we just scooted all over the place. And then we scooted back into the church parking lot when all the cars were coming in for the fourth service of the day (laughs) and we're ready to roll. It was so fun. I'm like a big fan of them. Now I wasn't before now that I feel like I've done the scariest thing I could do on a scooter. I feel like a normal street will be very enjoyable. I
2: I never understood because I've read online, like cities are fighting back against the scooter epidemic. Like, you know, it, yeah. people want them out of their cities.
4: Who cares? Like Who it's par- cares? Really? Who cares?
2: Like, honestly, you could say, hey, listen, your city can get like a really sophisticated subway system that'll get you anywhere in town and beat traffic. And it'll be it'll be delightful. Elon Musk will come and put some weird tunnel in your town or there's just scooters everywhere that people can yeah. use. I'm choosing the scooters. Uh-huh. Like since yeah. when, since when did an innovative idea like that become such a nuisance? You know, like right. the, the fun police and city councils not letting anybody ride scooters is a, is they're the problem. They're the bomb. Now to
3: be fair, I as a driver, sometimes the people on scooters I'm scared of cuz I'm scared they're going to fall as a scooty. Would that be what I would be called? Yeah. A scooty? A scooty. Yeah.
4: A scooter. Um, sure. No, yeah, that's right. That's well, the funny. scooter one is who, the machine. One who scoots, yeah. A sco- a As one who a is a scoot... you
1: sure yeah, you're...
3: Scooty now. Uh-huh. I was afraid I was going to fall in front of a car and sure. it me. And it so, happens. Yeah. I do recognize... The first thing they tell you to do when you turn on the app is put a helmet on, so... Not it's, on them if my head gets... Yeah, more
1: I have, yeah. I, have, I have
3: a friend
0: who came over on Friday night. It was I hadn't seen him in, in a couple of weeks. And when he, he... Last time I saw him, he had a cast on because he had fallen on a scooter, broken his wrist. Really? And when I saw him, and that was a couple of weeks ago, and when he showed up at my house on Friday night, on Good Friday, he he still had the cast on. And I was like, oh, that's taking a long time to heal up. No. Separate scooting accident. Two re- separate scooting... Act, he re He re-broke... Really? So I do think there are maybe some people he's a friend and I'm not going to shame him. His name is Cody. He's bad at scooting. (laughs) And and so I think and he's probably not the only one. So there may be some sort of uh, maybe they should. I don't think like a driver's license situation, but but clearly there is a range of abilities and, and skill sets when it comes to scooting that we need to take into account.
2: No, Mm -hmm. here's, the last thing we need is some, uh, is, is another license, is another course you gotta take. You have to get the government to approve. You operate. How
0: many, how many courses is driving a car? And what's yeah, the other I one? Know. Okay, <laughs> I,
2: I, I, okay here, this is a true teaching. story. This is true story. My brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> Jumping need. Jumping out
3: of an airplane. Thank uh, you. you have to thank take you, Uncle Sam.
2: I don't need you to tell me what I am and, and am not allowed to tell my children actually happened in U.S. Yeah, history. Doctor, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm like if I know the stuff, I know the stuff.
2: <laughs> Listen, we all we all have WebMD and a Farmer's Almanac. What else do I need?
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I, know
4: I
1: know it's. I can <laughs>
3: scoot with that knowledge. Yeah, that's right.
2: No, I th- th- this weekend my brother had he he recently purchased a boat, and my in-laws oh, were in town, and I wanted to take them boating, and that's cool. so so that's he's cool. like, sure. And he was like, do you have a boater's license? And I said, I don't believe him then. I I do not <laughs> yeah. believe that I should have to have any sort of paperwork to document my brother. Yeah. To document my ability to ride a boat. I'll roll the dice. Thank you very much. And guess what? I didn't know. It didn't even come up. It didn't even like there's, there's no one out there checking They'll boater's license. You no. know, it's it's no, no. it's a I mean, pointless until thing. Until
3: you get pulled over, you boats can't get pulled over.
4: Oh, uh, oh. Maritime law. Listen, when you're out hey, there, hey, listen. It's, as it's soon a dispute. as you get out past the, the like the you get a hundred feet out, float in international yeah. waters.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know this. what happens, Anything Annie. Goes. If, I see, goes. if I see, if I. If I see those lights come on and listen, I'm a live PD watcher. I know how these chases go. You You
3: and me both, buddy. You've converted me so hard into a live P D watcher.
2: I hit the gas on my on my boat and until I'm three and I go straight till I'm three miles out. We're in international waters. Good luck. You might as well have the Chinese government try to get me out there because
4: (laughs) (laughs) you toss the kids out so you don't have
2: that dead weight and you just move as fast as you can. (laughs) They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Noah's rich
3: anyway. Just throw him overboard. He can find back. Noah just came
2: into a bunch of money. And yeah, I will be. figure it out. I will be yeah. safely in international waters as the police. They like they, they're they're flying. I'm. There's like this. There's like seven police boats with the lights flashing and me just rocking Michael McDonald yacht rock as I as I go through the international waters line. Just your you hair know, fly, your
3: your <laughs> hat flies
4: backwards. Your hair is just <laughs> flowing. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've, I, at this point, I've unbuttoned the, oh, yeah, my shirt. It it was just and flowing once, and you flowing. Hit,
3: once you hit that three mile thing, it's an immediate stop. Woo! Yeah. when I like
2: I. I do one of those cool like turns and I spray everybody and look back at the cops and they just put their hands just up in the weigh. air and he's there like, we'll get you next time, pal. <laughs> well, you got us this time, but we'll get you next time. You know, I just raise you're my
0: you're not going back home. You're, yeah, a man. Yeah. You're a man on the run. You're like Chandler and Cameron out there. I, yeah. yeah,
3: that's you, where Chandler and Cameron. Are. Should, I should, too am a man they without. They pointed a country out. They're
4: heading due east. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, listen, we got, we got.
2: He
3: uh, is
4: risen. By the way, Happy Easter.
3: He is risen. Happy Easter. Yeah. Joy. Yeah,
4: it was. It was a good. Did you preach, Annie? Did you preach, or were you? No. Uh, I would have liked for you to preach. I bet you do a good Easter sermon.
2: Thank you. I'll I'll hope, I'll I'm hope. sure you do. Hey, Annie, have you ever preached on Easter Sunday?
3: I haven't done Easter Sunday. Everybody, that's the, you know, Super Bowl. There's nobody who's calling out on Easter Sunday.
0: But here's yeah. the thing. I'm, can I give my hot take on Easter Sunday sermons? This yeah, is, yeah. this is a
4: call. This, this is a, this oh, is a. a dude, I, Tyler, I know what you're going to say. Say it. Go. Dude, Are you ready? I, I know. Okay, so Easter
0: Sunday. And I, I get it. I, I want to say, first of all, I get it. I get, I get why this happens. Right. But, Easter Sunday is it's it's the low, like everybody's going to church on Easter Sunday. People who have been to church all year long. It's been a year. I guess I better get back into church. You go in to to hear a sermon on Easter Sunday. You sit down and the pastor, whoever's preaching there, is forced to give the 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 basics, like the most the yeah. most well known yeah. story, and the, the if you know nothing else about. Yeah. It's about a layout. It's about a layup. Jesus about being a Christian. Yeah. It's a layout. Know, oh my God. Then gosh. you know this one. It's, yeah, this one, this, this is a T ball yeah. Yeah. sermon exactly. situation. Dear every yeah. pastor
3: listening who took Monday off because you are so exhausted from all your exertion this weekend. No, I know I'm sorry for what Tyler Huckabee said. I know. Said to hey, you. No, <laughs> we're
4: all know. in agreement here.
3: Including no, I
2: you,
4: co sign with Tyler because,
2: like I said, this one, <laughs> uh, this yeah, one is also. like, this is the pitcher. This is batting practice. This is lobbying a meatball. Right over dead center home plate. Like, you know what you're preaching on, okay? Like, there's one story, and everyone knows it. It's impossible to botch this one. Like, if you just read the text, the story is so good. It's a man walking out of a tomb. It does not get any better than that. It's the greatest miracle of all time.
0: It can't be boring. It right. can't be more. This is this is the Harlem Globetrotters doing an exhibition match against the fifth graders. And you're not gonna
4: you're not gonna take the time to dig in and do the forty five minute like, oh, here's an interesting thing from uh-huh. da da da. You got a hard twenty minutes because you got baptisms, you got thirteen songs a band's gotta play, yeah. you got a lot happening. You're basically just doing like, Hey, here's a thing I read. There you go. I just Happy want my, I, I my just challenge, want challenge. My challenge for
0: next year for for Easter Sunday twenty twenty. Yeah, you you got a year. Is is I want to go in? I want to and, and and you you call. I've got time. If you if you say you're gonna do it, then I'll buy a plane ticket. I'll go to your church on Sunday morning. Like, give me something. Give give me give me a little razzle dazzle. Right. Give me a little give me a little sermon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't see that. Wow. I would not have made that connection. Wait wait wait. wait you start a new
2: series on Jonah and the Whale today <laughs> yeah. on Easter Sunday. It's We're a just, bold,
0: prepared.
1: I'm
3: prepared. bold move. <laughs> bold move. We're, yeah, because here's what's true is the people who only go on Easter, they've heard the same sermon every time they've I'm gone saying. to church. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I, I would tell
2: them, hey, listen, it's Easter Sunday. We all know what happened here. Okay? There, there's five books of the Bible here, that describe it in explicit detail. We're jumping into the seven seals right. of Revelation right now. The Gospels, right? One? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, uh, uh, you know, the- The book of Thomas. Yeah, no, Thomas, that's, that's, Thomas recounts uh, yeah. it. It's I not
0: canon
4: yet.
3: I, I, I wasn't calling you out. I was ready to learn from you. No, I listen, like... my...
4: he, he's pretty into the apocrypha, even yeah. even though faith wise he has no reason to be. Yeah, I,
2: I don't it. believe in the Council of Nicaea either. Them and their their canonization <laughs> the process. The Jesse rejects about mainstream
4: Christianity. <laughs> right, we don't want to get into it too much, but it's pretty disturbing.
2: I have a couple extra canonized books that I have stumbled upon on the internet that are very intriguing, Annie. I it's will fan go no further. <laughs> <laughs> Calls us. Jesse, so
3: it is the the fifth book is the Gospel of Jesse.
2: That's right, and it yeah, says some it. pretty pretty outrageous things and, that uh, yeah. I, I just don't think the world is ready for. And none, no publisher I've shot around is to, all about shish kebabs.
4: Yeah, exactly. And how difficult they are to <laughs> yeah. really master them.
2: It's <laughs> the the, uh, the the commands of shish kebab of uh, shish kebabbing. Annie, it's a, it's a
4: fascinating. Jesse sent kebab. it
2: to
0: me for some proofs to give it a, l- a little edit, mm, and, and my shocking. my honest advice to him was. You need to get on a boat and you need to make your way towards international <laughs> waters right now. You, you need know, to toss the, blessed
2: of will, love. The, the
4: The man will not let this stand.
2: Blessed are the portabella mushrooms, for they will <laughs> top don't, the kebab. Don't okay. think
4: we can do this joke. That yeah, great, okay. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying way back here because I don't want to get.
4: Okay, well, listen, we it's do- up
0: to you. If you, <laughs> you, if you think it was a play, <laughs> plays. Whatever you back? you <laughs> All right, hey, listen. Well, Jesse, listen.
4: I, Mr. Important, you've got to continue the show, I know, but I got one thing to say. Okay. I, I'm preaching next week, which yes. the only thing that's notable about that is I have. In the last two years, I'm always the week after preacher. So, week after Christmas, who's up? This guy. There's 11 people there. I'm in. So, next week's Easter. Get ready, because we are going to dive deep into the Book of Jesse. Okay. I guess
3: guess next time I preach... Mother's Day. Oh
1: wow! Oh, always up on Mother's, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day sermon. Okay, I,
3: I know. I we, love it. I can't wait. I, I, make, I mean, there. I picked it. I helped make the schedule.
4: Annie, I uh, will be there. Cross I my heart. I would love yeah, to go. hear you I can't on wait. Mother's Day.
2: Okay, I, yeah. I know. I know. We 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 got to move the show on, but I I've always been curious about this because I've never preached. I preached a sermon like in like youth group, maybe you know, like. But but I've never never as an adult to like an adult crowd. Have I? Have I preached a sermon? So here's. So we have two people on here who regularly preach and are going to be preaching soon. Mm-hmm. is your strategy, because I've thought about what my strategy would be, not that I have any plans to preach any sermons, but before I get into the text, uh, do you guys do a little warm-up time? Do you get everyone kind of, you know, or, or do you jump right in? Like, do you have material? Like, I got some Casey Jones material from Ninja <laughs> Turtles that basically...
3: You do. You the have most some strong Casey Jones the yeah, most
2: key The most low-key of all superheroes. I mean, the guy's a a, a played against sports employee, right? I mean, he's fighting crime <laughs> with used sporting goods. A hero <laughs> We can a, all relate his, to. He has no power. His mask is just a
0: hockey mask. He has yeah. no power. Yeah.
2: It's as, as absurd as there being a guy in the Avengers who shoots bow and arrows at robots. Like <laughs> it's that absurd. <laughs> like you have you have a, a superhero has the power of a supernova. Okay, the, like right. you 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 have uh, you know a a, 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 a wizard. God. you have a An literal god a wizard on the team. Okay, who who can who can you know make realities <laughs> collapse in on each other? And you got a guy with a bow and arrow. Okay, <laughs> like at least be at least at least like don't pose like you're. You know, part of the Avengers. That's why I like Casey Jones because he just walks out there in catcher's gear and a hockey mask. And that's
4: it. And the yeah, bad guys true. are like, OK, I know what we're fighting here. You know, Jesse, you know what <laughs> I like about you? That was a tight two two minutes. You know, yes. <laughs> if yeah. you get one more, you get that shish kebab thing in there. You got three and a half. I You're have to be at five before the end. I do. Of the I do
2: have some DiGiorno material and I've worked oh, this out a little. I've oh, heard I the know. DiGiorno material. OK, yeah.
3: wait, I don't know. Under- What's the it's DiGiorno good. material? Can oh, you do it?
4: Can we pause? I'm going to pause. I've got to tie up some threads here. Jesse I believe should be a stand-up comedian This is what we're talking about now
3: 100% that's um, what a type no. five is for anybody listening. Yeah, but no, but this speech. is my type five to open a and sermon. You and I
4: are never going to answer how we start a sermon, so just let's not worry about that. We no, can I do want to know,
2: but I'm <laughs> yeah. giving you guys these. These are gifts to open okay. because this is what What's I would do. Because What's I will the, ne- d- listen. I will never be asked to deliver a sermon. I think we can all agree on that. So this material okay. will otherwise be wasted. Here's I think a, you uh,
3: do deliver your own version of sermons very often uh, yeah, here. Very
2: are all recording it. It's right here. Yeah, we record it. I'm just saying, no pastor would welcome me into their pulpit. And all right, friends, we
4: got a. Great, uh, great next young comic up. He's doing his first. <laughs> said really hey, good friend of mine. Okay. I love this guy, Jesse Carey from Loverland, hey, Virginia. How, how you Jesse. doing? How,
2: how you doing out there today? Um, so DiGiorno Pizza, man. How about that slogan? It's not delivery. <laughs> it's DiGiorno. never <You> ever, ever <laughs> hear that. <laughs> ever say it? Yes. Guess who ever thought that a DiGiorno was delivery? No one ever. (laughs) Literally no one has brought a DiGiorno pizza out from the Um, oven into the living room and be like, (laughs) did I miss the delivery man? Was that a doorbell I heard? No one in the history of Giorno pizza has Uh, ever mistaken it for delivery. Like, (laughs) there's no need for that to be the slogan. Yeah. No, no no crap, uh, Sherlock. It's not delivery. I heard the preheat light. uh, uh, Come on. I heard that. Come on. They took 45 minutes to cook. (laughs) <laughs> no one's ever mistaken it for delivery. Okay, I, so I want to jump into the text here. Uh, if you can, turn your Bibles to the <laughs> book of
3: Revelation. We <laughs> <laughs> talk about the seven six. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Jesse, to see you do
4: stand-up, that's a thing I would fly for. I,
2: I would, would fly just,
3: for it, too. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Well, the, the, you can you guys can add my Casey Jones or DiGiorno material. Annie, how do you start a sermon? What's, okay, oh. so
3: there's two answers. One is if I'm at my home church, if I'm at Crosspoint where I'm part of the teaching team, they see me on a regular basis, I don't have to do anything to warm them up because I'm part of the family. My weekends that I travel and on the road, I usually do some sort of intro to make them feel connected so that we all feel like one people group. So then I can jump into it. So yes, if I'm on the road. No, if I'm at my home, give me,
2: give me, give me a, a, like an example of like an intro. Like you're making them feel like part of your people group. I always warn
3: people about how loud my voice is. Okay. And I tell the story of when I had my tonsils out, and the doctor told me that while he was taking my tonsils out, he was going to do something about my husky voice. That's so what he no. called it. That's call it a husky voice. Husky. And so can- I always say, you no know one." My joke on stage is. The truth is you shouldn't label anything Husky, not even a 10 year old boy's jeans. It's just not right. That is true. Husky is a a lot
2: of scarring
4: here in that statement, Annie. A
1: lot (laughs) of
2: scarring. Husky is, can we disagree whether it's a, a voice or the size of a pair of bugle boys? Husky is an adjective that should just be Retired I don't yeah. think it unless you're it's Talking a about a breed of dog be-
4: because the irony Of course is as a kid that grew up wearing Husky jeans they were they had a Wolf on them so yeah was sort cool. of this Like hey get, cool. get, get moving You can <laughs> do it <laughs> right? get moving. So then, But then the other part that they didn't do is The husky jeans were made out of like Pure like like a burlap <laughs> yeah, On top of cardboard they were immovable So you're mm-hmm. this fat kid That already has to wear jeans with a wolf on on it that say husky and now you can't move they were the worst jeans but, and, and the uh, thing
2: is that for like unlike other sizes from my observation of like walking down the aisles of like a marshall's, um, is that they have for, for reasons that that are that are never made clear like elastic sewn into the waistband on some mm-hmm, yeah. and it's like okay that's just unnecessary just just put on belt loops like any other pant
0: eddie because right. the, they kept that kind of like bunched waist like the like the like on a men's swimsuit material like, <laughs> oh, yeah. A, like <laughs> oh yeah yeah a yeah, little yeah. bit of a, a, a little bit of a diaper connotation maybe that's just not <laughs> Yeah,
2: just. And, and i do feel like i do feel like whatever jeans homeschoolers were buying and i can say this because i'm talking to a former homeschool student and Tyler, you can affirm Present. this for me. <laughs> did did homeschool parents shop at a place that all pants had elastic on the waist, and that t shirts <laughs> needed to be tucked in? Is that was that the uniform? Huck? Yeah, it's, it was. It was actually the yeah. uniform.
4: It was <laughs> were, I mean, and then an, only and a in the nice sense that they couldn't of afford tube socks. more clothes. <laughs> Uh, how do you how do you you open your sermons oh i mean i if i have to start serious i will like if the content demands it i will start serious but i will usually try to find some reason to tell some funny story and really do a minute of stand up at the beginning of it because that's where i'm most comfortable is being funny and then i can like ease into it um but uh so yeah all my like ijm sermons especially with ijm sermons because they're so intense try to keep it a little light at the Beginning because it's about to get for real here in yeah, a second. Yeah, so, well, but I, I should do what Annie does because she's a much better preacher. I she's will, like a real thing.
2: I will say this: any any church that wants to bring me out uh, and will have a love offering for you're
0: me, you're gonna regret this. Yeah,
2: I will. I will accept your invitation to your pulpit. I'm putting in a call to pastors right now. I will. I will oh, deliver Jesse, a sermon, gonna... and I will not be held responsible for what I'm said. And I just want to
4: say a, a P.S. to what Jesse said because a lot of a lot of people like are fans of yours and love you. He doesn't turn this off. This is what happens the moment he steps out of the plane and to the moment he's back on the plane. You got to know what you're getting into. This it's is very this exhausting. Not, <laughs> it's very it's exhausting. It's a lot to handle. It's
2: very exhausting. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, we got a lot to get to. Um, you know what? Let's take let's take a break before we jump into uh, uh, jump into slices here.
1: When I walked away I
2: left steps in the mud so you could follow me I walked away I left
1: footsteps in the mud so you could follow me Yeah, so petty, at holding water slips right through your fingers We both end up drowning It would hit
5: the ground and then the path would wash away Wash away
1: yeah.
4: And I really wanna work this out cause I'm tired of fighting
2: you're listening to Kalani with the song Footsteps. And at the beginning of the show, you heard Seagrid with the song Basic. Hey, before we, we jump into Slices, I want to tell you that today's Slices are brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a crisp landing page, an eye-catching gallery, a sleek blog, or an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and powerful e-commerce solutions, all without a single plugin. Right now, Squarespace is offering uh, a relevant podcast. A listeners a special deal. You just head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial and when you're ready to launch your site use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Eddie, you've used
4: Squarespace before. So, am I right? Oh, many times for many different reasons. It's incredible. I, and What's I, your most
3: re- recent website you've built, Eddie?
4: Oh, just, just little changes to Eddie, just my own eddiecoffultz.com but I, like, oh, I really okay. don't have time to do it and I really don't actually understand what's happening behind the scenes, yet it always just seems to work out very nicely. And I don't, I like don't have a good idea for design. Like I know what I don't like, but I I can't conjure in my head. Okay. I want to create this logo and they just like make it all really tidy and beautiful. So, I love it.
2: Yeah. When I say like award-winning templates, like the templates really look professional, really sleek, and it's really easy to use, like Eddie said. So listen, if you're interested in getting 10% off your first purchase or website or domain and want to check out the free trial, go to squarespace.com slash relevant. All right. It is time for Slices. Eddie, let let's let's
4: let you kick it off today. Well, first of all, I'd like to just call it Annie's little judgment of me. She's like, hmm, what was the last website you made? It was all, <laughs> no, that's like, always, it was yeah. all like, OK, cool. Annie. That sorry, that's not
1: I, I what I was websites. doing. <laughs> since, since he's not Cameron here, I think we always can all tells agree. Those
3: hilarious things that he builds in the middle of the night. Now, I was hoping that you were secretly doing that as well. I, would I, did, I, would, in,
0: I think Cameron inflates the numbers of the websites that he builds. He said every week that he reads a Squarespace ad. He says he's built another website. I don't know. I, will, I want to see the I want to see receipts on that. <laughs> well, right. I, I, I have
2: a plan. maybe Eddie, we can get together and talk about this. but it's in invite me to speak uh, dot, uh, dot, com. dot com. <laughs> and uh, and it's for pastors who are wanting to go down in a blaze of glory. they They've had yeah. it with a career in ministry, and this is how they want to go out. By inviting a real wild card. To the to the pulpit
4: (laughs) for the pulpit. And, uh, you know, I will set that up. All right, Eddie, what what do you got for a slice, man? Listen, the three gentlemen right here on the show right now have some form of beard. And 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 some of it would be, I think, for all of us, it would be a little more than stubble. I I shave my beard pretty tight. Um, Huck, are you just unshaved or would you say you have a beard? Uh, I would say this is mostly stubble, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. It's like it's like a. This, this is like probably four or five days.
4: Yeah, yeah. A good nice Thank And Jesse. You. That's uh, twenty minutes for you. You yeah. were clean Yeah. Shaving
0: <laughs> I
2: I, <laughs> I I shaved as we were logging on to Sky like Beach.
3: the Santa Claus. <laughs> I, I
2: often reserve podcast time for personal hygiene time. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of overlap. Yeah, I'm flipping nails. Uh, you know, See. I'm I'm using that little thread floss thing on my eyebrows just slinging them everywhere around the mall. Oh my gosh, oh, that, that is, hurts
3: so much. You would never it? be Does able it to hurt? be threaded on a podcast. No, you would never it? be able to. You I, would scream the whole I've time. I've said it
2: before. I've said it before. But the most awkward, like, I don't, like, okay, so for people that haven't seen it, Annie, tell you what, you've actually had it performed to sound like, tell yeah. them what eyebrow threading is.
3: It is literally plucking the hairs of your eyebrows one at a time using threads. So yeah. you lay down in a chair like you're at the dentist office, office office and a person, a male or female stands above you and uses pieces of thread that they've kind of like, Like wound around their fingers and plucks out one hair at a time out of your eyebrows, and it is. That sounds
4: hard. Why is it it better than just like traditional
3: like waxing or? It doesn't put wax on your face, so it's just like it's it's without any version of chemical or any version Um. of. And waxing can burn. You know, obviously it's hot wax, so there are times that if you have sensitive skin, waxing won't work because it burns you. Blah blah blah. I know
2: we've addressed this before, but I think it's highly (laughs) inappropriate. (laughs) that they do this in mall atriums like yeah, at the shopping yeah. mall just just flinging all just flinging eyebrow hairs everywhere into the mall like
3: I mean I had it when I had it done tears were just pouring out of the sides of my eyes more out of like like when you have a nose hair that gets plucked yeah. out you know and it makes your eyes I'm water gonna, it's that for Twenty minutes. B- b- I'm gonna like, do it. It's so. I'm gonna
0: do it in solidarity. It's so what? baffling okay. to me. That's an
2: ally. It's so baffling to me that the, that they've determined <laughs> that the best place to perform this this it's, <laughs> it's hygiene in front of everyone is in front of everyone at a mall kiosk. It's I like the know. people. It's like the people that get <clears throat> mall massages. Like I I don't. I'm not comfortable with any type of massage, even when it's like in a, in like a, a a spa or something. You know what? Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't. I, I, it's just uncomfortable. But the people, the people who go to the mall with the intent of getting a massage that day, like, oh man, my Let's back is mall. really yeah. seasoned up. I gotta go uh, to that uh, massage place across from the Orange Julius where they're flinging eyebrow hairs everywhere. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. well either of those have become mall kiosk things, yeah. you know, like both of those should be done. It's like getting dental work in the middle of the mall. Like you lay <laughs> down in the chair and you just get your cle- teeth cleaned. Right in the middle of the mall. It's just uh, right in front of the Spencers. It's just absurd. There's no need for that to be there. I don't understand who is going around malls putting eyebrow flossing stations and and, and massage booths in, you know? any
3: Beards? Oh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, Go back to your beard. No, no. There's we
4: we haven't missed anything. So the point was is Was that mostly the slice. No, I, I don't want to insult anybody on the show, but I am about to insult a lot of people listening to the show because there is, of course, you know, men throughout all generations have had uh, varying sizes of beards. Uh, but yeah. recently, there was a study done, and I can barely pronounce the name of the clinic, but it's near, Sw- it's in Zurich, Switzerland. So you know, it's totally accurate. Like yeah, you don't to sure. have to worry about that science. The Swiss do yeah. The Swiss, those Swiss yeah. people, they know it's up. A- so, for some reason, that they're, was on a, they're
2: riding high on their cheese breakthrough for a long time.
4: <laughs> so, for some reason, they were doing tests on MRI, like the bacteria that's left over in MRI machines, and the the <laughs> the test was to see if people and dogs could use the same MRI machine without fear of spreading too much bacteria. Now. There is not an answer in this article as to why that would need to happen. The only thing. Yeah, why th- does that? Yeah. Well, I, the only thing I can figure is that MRI machines are extremely expensive. And so, v- like, usually there are like, or at least in Florida, there's like standalone MRI, like, businesses. Right in the so, middle of the mall. Right. You right, get a massage and right, an right MRI, MRI right, right outside right the food there. court. Yeah. yeah. Getting it all taken care of. So, um, <laughs> so they, they started doing these tests to see about bacteria. And they found out something that was interesting. Now, people, the joke is, of course, like, oh, you get, you know, food in your beard and it's all dirty. Um, So they started doing tests on clean guys and clean dogs and found that guys (laughs) with long beards had significantly and shockingly more bacteria than dogs. The researcher in the study said by comparison dogs look extremely clean and these are guys that are like grooming not like this this is like a guy that's been camping for a week whatever like these are people that are very clean swiss people and it is finding that if you have a longer beard you are really dirty even compared to a dog so the point of the dogs
0: also clean The dogs are relatively well, they're clean.
4: Well, they're you know, they're a lot dirtier than all of us on this call, but they are way cleaner than dudes with long beards. So, Annie, I'm curious, does this change your opinion about dudes with long beards or does it just confirm what you already felt?
3: Well, in my experience, in my personal life with dudes with long beards, I have never found them to be. Um, I mean, food drops in there all the time and they God. just like wipe it with a napkin, right? <laughs> like, of course,
2: there's something. But, stuff but, but in what, it, but right? what, but Annie, what are they, like, you're, let's say you're out to lunch with a, with a, with a bearded, with the, you know, just a, a hipster, you know? bearded
4: a, uh, a tuna salad sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. A, he, yeah. He's eating it <laughs> tu-
2: or, or a bowl of chili or something. And <laughs> <Right>. a big <laughs> clop just, just rolls down the beard. You seem to complain that he's wiping it with a napkin. What would you? What would you prefer he
3: do to me? it just wipes off my face and it's gone. If it lands in my hair, I have to go home and wash my hair. I can't just take a napkin to my hair and and just wipe it and consider that clean.
4: Yeah. There's residue mashed potato in that hair. There's always. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So if I get something in my head of hair, I have to wash my hair. If he gets something in his beard, he wipes it with a napkin. That is
4: Right.
1: That now, is the same
3: item treated two very different ways.
4: Now, what is vexing to me and what doesn't explain why is that dogs who presumably <laughs> don't do any method other than just eat their food and roll around and slop and then lick themselves like apparently That's
3: a pig. It sounds like you described a pig. <laughs>
4: all yeah. But but apparently dogs, even with their grooming habits, they're not getting a napkin out to wipe off whatever off their fur are still cleaner than the guys with beards.
3: I wonder if I could take this science to next level, if I could call Switzerland and ask them about this, Mm -hmm. I would say, are you talking about the dog hair around the mouth of the dog? Are you talking about like between his left front and back paw? Because I feel like we need to go face to face (laughs) if this is going to be good science. I, I don't.
4: I don't want to make the jokes that I want to make, but I don't know what hair they were testing, but I'm pretty yeah. sure any hair on a dog yeah. would have been cleaner. Well, I l- feel
3: like face hair is only fair to the bearded men that it be face hair versus face. Yeah, hair. I, I have, yeah. I it's
2: apples. <laughs> to oranges at that point. I, I, I do. I do want to note that I do trust the Swiss because as we, as we've already uh, noted, they've mastered, they put holes in cheese before anyone knew that was even possible. They don't How even, do they do it? and no, and one no one noticed. even was like, what well, we, you know what make this cheese better holes. And the Swiss are right. like, I don't know why, but let's try it. Maybe people like it better for put holes in it, and, and it totally worked. The other thing they've mastered is army knives. They, the Swiss, yeah. know.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Here, if I was, if I was like <laughs> drafted into the Swiss military, and they'd be like, "All right, welcome aboard. Uh, you know, here, you're going to start your boot camp training, but first, here's your army knife." And they gave me one of those tiny little red. Yeah. Like, what? What am I supposed to do with this? This is the military. This blade is like an inch long. It's literally an inch long. It, th- there's a corkscrew on here. Am I drinking wine? Am I decorking wine yeah. on the battlefield? Why? Are, sure. Why do I want this tiny, tiny knife with uh, a Phillips head screwdriver on it? It makes no sense. Are IKEA furniture out there on the
4: battlefield? <laughs> I always assumed I'm that sorry. people in the Swiss Army get the Swiss Army knife that you used to see as a kid, like in the case <laughs> that was like yeah. four inches thick and Big. had everything. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. assumed like that was reserved for them because that's my ultimate gift. As I it's want got
0: it, like knife. Fork, like like utensils. Oh, probably crazy. have a
4: little mini MRI machine
0: in there. Yeah, yeah, for yeah your that's, dog. <laughs>
2: that's one you see in sky. It's like the Sky Moss Swiss Army knife. It's very yeah, very exactly. impressive. It's comically yeah. large, but it, yeah. it literally has every tool you could possibly need. Uh, again, I don't know what you would what military purpose they would serve because yeah. all the blades are very very tiny. And if it came to hand to hand combat, you're almost better going in with like a stick than a Swiss Army. I because have,
3: because you, I have a Swiss Army jacket that. I I wear that I oh. bought and I think the same thing. It's very beautiful. They, why would an army guy <laughs> and a woman in 2019 need the same jacket?
2: Yeah. I be, don't know. Right. Because That's if, exactly if right. I'm on the battlefield and it comes out hand in combat, and I pull out the Swiss army night and let's say I get a clean poke in that's just gonna anger my my adversary. That's two inches, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like stabbed
4: right in the liver by a Swiss Army knife, <laughs> and, you
2: be, and, and the guy would just be like, "Ow, man, ow!" <laughs> but
4: we're thinking, we're thinking here. We're using, our context for
0: this is the American military, who are you know we're in wars all the time, all over the globe. The Swiss military, they don't, they're not thinking in terms of combat. They they just need to like. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be like, parades. Bored. Uh, yeah, right. I got nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. We're, we're
2: mainly a parade. We're going to get members of the Swiss Armed Forces calling and be very angry at us. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mean, that mean that this
0: by. in a bad way. I think it's a better, I think it's a better overall like military to like just, we'll, we'll, if we ever decide to get involved in a battle, we'll arm you. But yeah. until then, yeah. this is probably until the self defense you, you're going you, to you
2: literally have a utensil on your knife to decork a bottle of wine on the battlefield.
1: That's
4: so right. anyway, right. so, right, t- t- in, conclu- in conclusion, I'm not throwing shade at dudes with beards, but you are all filthy. But I still love you. So we're just gonna have to science is science. The end.
2: <laughs> t- Tyler, <laughs> t- Tyler,
4: uh, what do you have for your slice, man?
0: All right, so this, this ties into a conversation we were having earlier okay. about church, about how, about how you kick off your sermons, yeah. about how you really get the people get the people interested in a sermon. And so I'll be especially interested to hear from the pros on this podcast here. Eddie and Annie uh, give me some of your insights Thanks. into this, this methodology. Um, okay. So this story comes to us from just outside of Columbus, Ohio, in a, a church called Impact City Church. I and, like that uh, name. this was
2: impact this city. was
0: they, yeah and they made an impact with this story this this took place uh this was their pre-easter tell me what uh, city this
3: is again sorry um uh, uh,
0: there is a name oh. in here and i actually had sorry. a tough time pronouncing it uh patascala
3: patascala indiana is that what you said ohio. i don't remember the state you ohio. said
0: ohio. ohio ohio thank you sorry sorry ohio. sorry
3: ohio. carry on
0: yeah. um so, uh, so they. This was. This took place in the youth group. This was their pre-Easter sermon okay. situation. This was to to get the kids excited for Easter. And it was a.
2: Can can I just ahead. throw a hypothetical right there? Like yeah. the youth pastor is assigned the pre-Easter sermon at youth group. Presumably, this is this is his chance to basically audition for maybe next year. I can get the call up to be. <laughs>
0: That's true. To yeah. get the main get the service. Off. So right, so he's right. really
2: he's really trying to think outside the box here. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, not he's okay. not starting off with, uh, you know, a, a tight three minutes of Swiss Army knife material. He needs he's a balker. Had he
3: brought the DiGiornos, that may have been different. Literally and in joke. He, he would be a slice of DiGiornos.
0: <laughs> he
2: would
3: be he would be Andy Stanley by now. Well, he
0: would be OK, so what so what happened to this guy? Tyler? All right. So so this gentleman decided that the, the best way to get. The kids, an idea of what Jesus went through on on that on that East oh, on Easter no. uh, two thousand years ago, <laughs> was to give them a little bit of, a little taste of of how Jesus endured the the torture of being arrested uh, b- before he was crucified. No, no. So first, what? he lined up all the kids, high schoolers and middle school students, and said, "You can spit in my face, mm. and I will not." Retaliate again. No repercussions. No negative ramifications. We we'll go through and spit in my face, and the kids did. And uh. at this point, we're like, it's a little weird, but this is youth group. <laughs> like weird things right. happen you, you, in youth group. You do right.
4: weird stunts with spit yeah. all the time. Oreo yeah. and Gatorade communion. Yeah. I get yeah. it. If
0: I could go uh. back and like see a video of myself and things that I did in youth group, I would probably they're probably blocked out. I'd probably I don't be want shocked. To. Right. Yeah. Same I same. think it's all for the best that that those are like. Tucked away in a dark area of my mind, waiting for a therapist to find a few years down the road from now. (laughs) When when I
2: inevitably commit a crime that requires me to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then he he doesn't stop there. He lines the kids up again and says, now you can slap me in the face. It's hard that you can you can oh, slap glory. me and I will not oh, I will not defend myself I will not retaliate and you can see and videos started to circulate on, uh, on Snapchat on Instagram uh, on social media started to circulate know. of kids feeling very nervous about this but you know, a few of them tried to do it kind of a Lord of the Flies situation where a few of the kids encourage the ones who are less interested and and uh, there's other adults in the room there's other in fact the senior pastor is also there. Uh, but, <gasps> but he just uh, he's, doesn't he's enter. In the just he's, in the, he's just laying he's, low. He's just laying like, Yeah, right now. He's, oh, I hate he this
3: story. Involved. And I bet this youth pastor listens to the show and he hates that This is happening to him, too. Well, he, <laughs> I, I,
2: here's a pro tip for youth pastors out there. If you're, you're trying, here's a pro tip for youth pastors. If you're setting up some sort of sermon illustration or a game that's very elaborate, ask yourself, does this have the possibility of becoming national news? If the answer is yes, <laughs> yeah. you might want to find something else.
3: So, well, half the time, if the answer is yes, they're like, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: the problem. But, but no, yeah. but it escalated. It got kind of disturbing it, from there. It right? didn't
0: even yeah, stop there, already. unfortunately, because then because then the pastor produced a steak knife <gasps> and oh. told the kids that they could they could cut. They could cut him and he oh. would still not push Ooh. back and retaliate. Uh, one, Are you joking? But this this really happened. Uh, one kid did take him up on this, and uh, he drew right. blood. And <gasps> at, at that, it was about at this point that parents started to see some of the social media. Uh, Luckily, it of the was videos. just a
4: Swiss Army knife, so <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> the wound was literally less than.
2: An I,
3: inch this game. is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Oh, can't the the videos eat, are still I out
2: there. He, like, he, a he axi- Yeah, the, fortunately, the Swiss Army knife, and the kid accidentally stabbed him with a nail file. Which, hey, again, if you're out there on the battlefield. You need to file them nails they don't worry this you got a little end, thing right, right this on this is
3: as far as it went right this is as
0: far as it went because okay. then parents started to show up yeah. uh, to collect their children uh, and did the and guy lose his job take them away well they, they he has not yet lost his job there was a, a video apology uh, police were called they did not oh, find no. any any criminal there was no evidence of any criminal activity uh, but the senior pastor and and this associate youth pastor both had to deliver a a, a, a video apology in oh which they said God. that it was a a uh, just it was intended to oh to boy. communicate a message about Easter and things as you can tell went a little bit off the rails and i think it's a oh, bad. this is not the only story that i certainly not that any of us have heard about a youth pastor who, uh, or or really any any type of youth worker or, or a church pastor who tries to who things just get get out of control because there's this idea of escalation in youth groups where you got to keep the kids excited, you got to give them something to feed their their attention depraved little minds, and uh, and I think this these probably go this probably goes out of control. Um, you don't need for there to be actual blood drawn for for things to be off the rails. And uh, I don't know what sort of training is involved in a lot of youth groups. I don't know that every youth group has necessarily training about that. But it does seem like an issue that isn't thought about a lot about what kind of um, what people who work in youth groups should have to go through, how much uh, training they should have before something like this happens. But, 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 but well, plus,
2: like the, the point, too, it's like, listen, these these kids are like in a high school, right? You don't need, like you said, some elaborate stunt. To you know, communicate the horrificness of the crucifixion. I mean, they, they they're capable yeah, of watch understanding the Passion
3: of the Christ. It's yeah. there. Yeah. You can see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they go to they, these I, kids go to school. Like they they go to big they, they go to English club. They're 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 reading Jane Eyre. You don't necessarily need to to. Yeah, just, they're used yeah, to having right. to sit Listen. through some lessons. But,
4: but I will say, and I'm not defending the person, but and it, because but he, it was like yeah. clearly wretched judgment. I mean, it was like this. There's almost no it's almost inexcusable. Yeah. But there is like staying on that treadmill of week after week, trying to get kids engaged in any form just to listen even a little bit is a really I mean, I think the job of a youth director is brutal. I don't even like volunteering. (laughs) Like It is just (laughs) so brutally difficult because you're just like, who cares when you're in middle school and high school and you're you're intrinsically kind of selfish even good kids are kind of like just into their own world and so to combine the passion of trying to get someone to understand the meaningful nature of holy week and the season of easter combined with just the exhaustion of trying to get a middle schooler to hear something like it could be a little i i can see the beginning of the on-ramp to crazy making yeah. this is is sure. way too far clearly, but I'm like, sure. I,
3: I do, I know I feel bad for I, him. I, yeah. get I understand a, that. I get understand. a, I get sense. a
4: little bit of it. Um, but also I, just, see, I
3: think you're explaining that perfectly, Eddie, I, that, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for, he made a very bad decision. This is dumb on the youth pastor's part. And the yeah. idea that the senior pastor was in there, that's when push comes to shove in this story, that's the part I have the least sympathy for Right? is the senior? What is, Why didn't he stop? What was the meeting that happened before this event that everybody went, Yeah, you know what? Yeah, where were the
2: youth pastor with with in in the pastor room? He's like, so at that point, I'll pull the steak knife out, and And everybody's like, "Wow,
3: all right, that's a great, yeah, that probably yeah, let them them really,
2: really,
4: really slice you good there." Uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just yeah, that I've got
4: to (laughs) also say one little funny point to this. I want to be careful because these are still, (laughs) it's not really funny, but these are like still real people. Yeah, that all of the kids declined except for one. I, it makes me. a he little He lives bit,
3: forever in infamy of every other
4: student in that youth group. <laughs> that kid is either there's. That's just a. And he was very make, eager. He's very eager. I'll do it. A, yeah, I'm in, I'm
3: in. I'll stab Is he eager? Okay, so here's the counterpoint. What if he's the kid that like is deeply discipled by the youth pastor, oh, and wow. he was like, okay, I'll do really it. Like dark, he's yeah. like, I trust him. I'll I mean, do it. That's true.
4: One of my children is an intense rule follower, to the point where it's like, no, you got to think independently. You you. This was not. You don't. You don't
3: have, slice your youth pastor. You don't yeah. just
4: because the youth pastor. So I couldn't see her going to that extreme, but like it could be just a really good rule follower kid. Yeah, but either so. way, that kid is not to be trifled with. It's like the. <laughs> it's it's like, he has, yeah. Exactly.
3: He's not to be trifled with, or he's Ron Burgundy, the, the, Yeah. And he's he just
4: whatever. Well, yeah. And well, it's like the, the, he's got the taste of blood. It's yeah. just like why they have to put down alligators after they bite people in Florida. It's yeah. like once they get the taste, <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
2: It's like. Stanford Prison Experiment, though, like some people honestly will, if they think it's a person in yeah. authority, do whatever, do whatever they say. Well, yeah, well, but that but was but, but I one. do think I do think the kid that voluntarily will the steak knife in church to draw blood. to their Little because I'm
4: in. <laughs> I, I love that. the <laughs> youth group. Like he just walks in and everybody's playing foosball and stuff. And The youth director's like. Hey, hey so we, dad, so we, should, dad, we should, we should talk master, about huh? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> They were just going to do dodgeball. And yeah. Next, yeah next, year, next year
2: at the lock-in, we're not going to, I'm canceled all knife-related activities. So that would not be a part of the lock-in.
0: All right. All right,
2: Annie, what, what do you got for us?
3: I'll make mine quick. It's a good one, though. I like it. Uh, are you guys, can we go around the horn? Are y'all morning people or night owls?
2: Morning. More of a morning. Yeah, I'd say morning for sure.
3: Yeah, me too. We all are. That's funny. Um, So there's this new study that's come out that is talking about the difference between morning people and night owls and how how our brains literally function differently. Hmm. How there is something to a person, a night owl, they determine is someone who goes to bed around 2.30 and wakes up around 10.15. And a morning person goes to bed around 11 and wakes up around six. Hmm. And so what they're, what I found really interesting about it, the reason I wanted to bring it is I wanted to hear what you guys were. But also um, the interesting part is that a night owl's brain kind of peaks at 8 p.m. And a morning person's brain kind of peaks at 9 a.m. And what this whole article is talking about is our need to get rid of our traditional nine to five day. Hmm. Because no one is peaking in their brain work from nine to five. Okay. And so, in fact, in this article, it says that only 6% of the people in the UK work from nine to five. A lot of them do eight to four. Hmm. And now there's even a bigger push to do seven to three. Wow. The People would rather morning, morning. People would rather get up, get to work, get going in the morning and be able to leave and have their whole afternoon. And then night people are kind of doing freelancy jobs and doing things where they can start whenever they want during the day, yeah and work until eight or nine p m and then stay up and have a, still have a whole life after i'm long asleep mm-hmm. and uh carry on into the morning so i i mean i I used to teach elementary school, so I had kind of a nine to five but we also went seven to three, so it was just way easier yeah. for me
2: yeah. I I, and yeah I I I used to teach too but there's a steak night incident and, uh, <laughs> you know. anyway no, sorry Eddie.
4: my my circumstantially just because of brand being in school uh, all the time and studying all the time and me being with the kids at different hours of the day i start my work day now at 7 15 and yeah. like what i can get done between 7 15 and 9 o'clock is about equal to what i get done through the rest of the whole work day like it's just like i can write pages and pages yeah. that early in the morning and it's just been it's remarkable. Like, I would love it. I would, but I understand how that doesn't work for like school schedules and impracticality. But man, I totally, nine to five are like some of the worst hours, especially like uh, 12 to three. Ooh, oh, but oh, it's just oh, a miserable, nothing, even if it's not like happened. a big yeah. lunch. Go ahead, Jesse. But, but that's why
2: in like some cultures, like it's literally you get a break, you know, yeah. like in, mm-hmm. in, you know, Spain or in some, some, uh, you know, Central American countries you know, there's siestas. Like in the middle of the day, you yeah. literally get a couple hours break, whether you want to have a long lunch or a nap or, or do whatever, people recognize, hey, that's kind of a dead time, you know, when it comes to like productivity, I is it I, I don't know is it like agrarian regions reasons that we have like a nine to five work schedule or is that like post industrial I don't I don't I think know. that's
3: got to be post industrial yeah. but I don't actually know well like
2: daylight saving times that that's here because of a holdover agrarian. from agrarian yeah. you know when most people worked outside and they needed you know I, I don't know it does seem like you know we like th- the whole generation that is in the workforce right now inherited a schedule that might not be, you know, the most uh, advantageous for productivity. So that's interesting, Annie. But
3: But also at the same time, y'all know, in the 1700s, they tried to move the calendar to a 10-day calendar instead of seven Hmm. so that people could work for nine days and rest for one. And they thought it would increase productivity. And it actually increased depression and suicide and all these other things. And so they went back to a seven-day calendar. What did they call the other day I don't know. I don't know. I just did. I was reading about it when I was reading about Sabbath and they were, the book was talking about how, when they tried to, how, how the uptick was not an uptick in work. It was an uptick in depression. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, Eddie, maybe they just kept looping them.
0: Yes. There's been some studies that say that productivity actually goes up the less amount of time you have. Which is why some companies are moving to four day work weeks. Yeah. Because if you feel more limited by the amount of time you have, you're gonna be more feel more pushed to get more done right. in a shorter yeah. window of time. So a few companies uh my wife's is thinking about doing it right now. And if if, if yeah. they do, I'm I'm switching jobs. You're like I'm, I'm <laughs> irrelevant. Gonna, I'm, I'm if here. they do, so am <laughs> I. Yeah, moving that <laughs> direction. I,
4: I mean, I love working under pressure. I mean, I don't love it, but I get it done. I but would love to get more done, Yeah. Same, yeah. Same. yeah, same. yeah, done. yeah. yeah. Well,
2: that's interesting. That's interesting Annie. Annie. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, yeah, that was a great slice there. Great, well, wh- great slice. To end this? Wow. That was a really good one to end on. Um, all right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Next up, our friends, Johnny Swim.
6: But I've been cheating through this life. And all it's
1: suffering.
2: Wes and his wife are full-time musicians living in Nashville. As the parents of two young children, they knew that they needed to find a new healthcare option that didn't carry the expense of traditional insurance, especially considering their unique employment situation. When one of their children needed a heart procedure, they knew that they had made the right decision when they joined Samaritan Ministries.
6: I just started looking into more, more options and then really just looking more into what insurance really is, it being a for-profit business, kind of how that all plays out. And then really uh, my wife and I just started praying and wrestling through what we wanted to put our money toward. Uh, and then we just really felt like Samaritan was going to be a good option given our convictions. And it's proven to be exactly what we thought it would be, which is hard to say about a lot of things nowadays. Usually it's something too good to be true. It, it, it's too good to be true, but we found Samaritan to really be exactly what we thought. It's been, it's been great.
2: Having, you know, you you mentioned before you were married, you were on traditional insurance. How is the experience of, you know, being with Samaritan, being a part of Samaritan Ministries different from like, let's say, you know, just an average time you went to the hospital before you were married and and were kind of doing the traditional thing?
6: I think the biggest difference is you really sense the ministry dynamic in it Um, before, you know, uh, you break a bone or go to the hospital or whatever the, the... the need was and you either pay copay for a visit or you you know, you you worked it out with insurance and submit it to them. This time you you feel a little bit more of what the actual need is with Samaritan, but then you also see God provide for that through the people in the ministry. I mean like with our son, I think we had sixty five people uh send their shares to us to provide for that um heart surgery need. And so we got sixty five notes of encouragement. Praying for our son, people speaking into his life, even though he's only six months old, believing for you know a full recovery and healing. And so just knowing that you have a team and really a family of people behind you, that's a huge difference. I mean, you, when you have to go to the hospital, it's never a positive thing. But with Samaritan, it, it, it wraps a positive bow around it, 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 so to speak, because you have people who are praying for you.
2: If you would like to learn more about how you can be a part of this ministry, helping each other with health care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash relevant. You're listening to Vampire Weekend with their new song, This Life. Well, we're very excited that Johnny Swim is on the show today. As you know, Abner and Amanda Ramirez just released their brand new album, Moonlight, which features a continued evolution for the singer-songwriter duo. Along with the Americana-inspired ballads they've become known for, the album features catchy pop-fused songs and even a collaboration with Michael McDonald himself. Our own Tyler Huckabee recently uh, spoke with Abner and Amanda about the new album. Here is a part of their conversation.
1: let's burn the bridges down Let's burn the bridges down, light them up, no turning around. No escape through the ashes now. Let's burn the bridges down. Let's burn the bridges down. Light 'em up, no turning around. No escape through the ashes now. Let's burn.
0: Do you ever wish that you all had a little more of that? Because I, I would totally agree that you don't have a an easy genre or box that you're, your sound slides right into. Do you ever kind of wish you had one of those? Something that would be a little more, oh, this is we know what we do here. This is an easy one. We're a, we're a rock and roll band or we're a soul band or we're pop music.
7: Never. Never. Never once.
5: I will say that the road is longer when you don't have something <laughs> that you fit into. Yeah. But uh, but as long as you're okay with having to kind of make your own path, then which we we you know get our jollies off of doing that. So Nobody's even
7: uh, even if we had a style that was so easy to describe, it wouldn't really make the path much different because everybody's life, everybody whether you do music or you sell insurance or whatever, everybody's life, regardless of how many people have the same job title, is bespoke to them. It's custom. The opportunities, the people all the millions of nuances that occur every day that make your life just so much different that nobody could ever copy. It's just, uh, for us, we can't even fake it. We can't even fake that we have a a lane with other people, even though, I guess what I'm trying to say is nobody, nobody shares a lane anyway.
1: Yeah.
7: Everybody's, you know, finding their own unique path, discovering the life that they were meant to live. And for us, I don't know how I I got all the way there. You just wish you played, you could say you played pop music, but here we are. <laughs> uh yeah no I never I've never wished we could uh we could just say we were
1: a genre
0: The last time with uh with the god Michael uh. McDonald on it, which I love, yeah. and which is great, and I, I couldn't believe how uh, how much it worked. Um, I, I obviously <laughs> want to know uh, what, uh, like, how the song came together, and then I want to know how Michael got involved.
7: Man, we were uh, we were through with Need to Breathe last year, and their guitar okay. player, a guy named Michael Pringle. Michael Pringle, wow, look at me, Micah Nichols. <laughs> Michael Pringle is another friend of mine. Micah Nichols played guitar with them and uh during soundcheck i would sit out during their soundcheck sometimes and michael was playing these chords and i text him even while he's soundtracking, like dude what chords are those what song is that i want to listen to that song because it must be a song and he texts me back like no it's not a song it's just some chords i'm playing so that day we were in seattle we went and sat by the tour buses pulled some chairs out and we started writing the last time and one of the first things we wrote the first thing we wrote was the opening line which is my favorite line because really the song it's uh, How do I say that? The song's about the first time I ever saw Amanda. And how I I said out loud, that's the girl I'm going to marry. And I said it to a girl that I was dating. And so I got dumped.
1: Yeah.
7: But I never dated again until it was Amanda. And so it was the, the song about that tension of waiting. Of uh, I, I saw something, and I really did. I saw something that was worth waiting for for me. And I never dated another girl until Amanda. And so we started singing... But I can, but I can, but I can, if it's for you, if it's for you. And instantly I was like, oh, that sounds so much like Michael McDonald. We got to keep that. That sounds like so like such a tip of the hat to Michael McDonald. And then that grew into, uh, can somebody reach out to Michael McDonald for us and see if he would sing on the song? And he wrote right back and said yes. And so we went up, we went up to Santa Barbara where he's at. We rented a house. Malay, our producer and dear friend, is also a brilliant chef. Malay made a really fancy lunch for us all. Mike came in and we sang. We cut vocals, we cut Mike's vocals uh, as we were overlooking the Pacific Ocean in Santa Barbara. uh, And I was having a Bellini or something. And it was just perfect. It was like exactly what I was hoping it would be.
0: Do you still? You guys have had a pretty illustrious career so far. You've worked with a lot of great talents. Do you still get a little like antsy when somebody of the Michael McDonald caliber comes into your lives?
5: Oh my gosh, yeah. We I think we all had like a small moment of panic when he walked in because he came early and like
7: thirty minutes uh-huh, early.
5: And a friend of mine was coming was coming up to kind of help with our, help with our kids while we were working. And so she walked in, and he was there. So she just was like, "Oh yeah, come on in." And like walked in. So I was expecting her to walk in, and she walks in with Michael McDonald, and we were like. We were all just kind of like, oh, hi, like, <laughs> didn't really know what to say or do. You know, It's always a thrill. It's always a thrill.
0: Um, last song I want to ask you about, and uh, I would be I would be loath to not mention this one because I, I feel like we should really get the story behind the title track. Um, why why did Moonlight end up being the song that you chose to use as the, the title of the album and, and how did that one come together?
7: So for us, the album Moonlight, a lot of people approach an album, a project, and there's a theme already in mind. For us, it really is a journey of, it, it's, it's not self-discovery, but it kind of is self-discovery. It's, it, albums for us end up being very much markers of where we are in life right now mm-hmm. when we made that album. And so as we write Moonlight, we kind of get to discover, oh man, that not, not just the song, but the whole album. I guess this is what we're thinking about. We're thinking we've all gone through the phase in life where everybody's getting married. All your friends are getting married. And then you fast forward 10 years and all of a sudden everybody's getting divorced. Yeah. And this theme kept popping to this bubbling to the surface of the reality of love. Not the, what's the other, what's the word we use? The reality of love, not the ideal of love everybody wants to talk about and sing about the ideal hashtag goals, hashtag couple goals. Oh my gosh. They love each other so much. But just in general, like everybody loves love. Right. But the reality of love that we so venerate in our culture is that it's not always the sunshiny, beautiful top of the mountain experience. The real love makes you hurt more than you've ever hurt before mm-hmm. opens you to the opportunity of being crushed. Like you've never been crushed before. That's real love. Like when a man and I said, I do death to us part we don't just mean until we get bored back out we mean until toe tags and body bags we mean until like decomposing next to each other in a box one day that's the kind of love we're talking about it's ugly it's nitty-gritty and it's not always sunny often the most real part of love is what grows in the moonlight what grows and what's harder to see grows in the times that are maybe a little more uncomfortable maybe a little bit easier to lose your way and so the song moonlight it's about two friends of ours that we tried to connect, and they they were really close friends. <laughs> then they hooked up, they made out, and one was mad about the other one. The other one was like, ah, you know, that's not for me. And it was about uh, the soul crushing experience of uh, of that not working. Out. <laughs> but for us, it really it's the uh, it's it became the title track because of, because of that. It's like the reality of it, man. When you put yourself out, even. <laughs> When you put yourself out there for a thing, and you get a glimpse of, of something you'd be willing to fight for, in a relationship, in a person, in a teammate for life, that's dangerous. It's dangerous to put yourself out there, and then because rejection's a real thing. It's not always going to work out every time. You don't want it to, you know.
1: Yeah.
7: And yeah. Uh, so it seemed like that's not just. It seemed like a good theme, man. It seemed like the like it 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 seemed like it spoke to the theme of all the songs at once
6: moonlight
1: you'll be here long after the moonlight's gone say you feel for love since you met me you'll be here long after the moonlight
0: Does it feel is it harder for you to write those kinds of songs because uh, there is there are so many like love songs that we turn to to give us the flip side of that the the part that we love the part that we love to sing about but like the the early days the 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 I will always love yous uh, that uh, that have really like defined our pop culture idea of how lo- romance should work is it more difficult to write something that's more nuanced and more uh, challenging like this because there's just not as much as a, of a roadmap as there sometimes is for these for these other songs that have come before.
5: No, I think it's it's more fun to write about the nuance of it. That's, I think, something that we get excited about. Even, like, Souvenir mm-hmm. um, is basically about having a relationship that is over and you don't want to be back in it and you know that it's good that it's gone, but there's that part of you that still goes, oh, but that was nice. I'm like, I wonder what would have happened, but, like, I don't really want to know, but that was nice. And I feel like that's that's, nuanced part of relationships that's what happens that's you know that happens with friendships it happens you know in dating and love relationships i feel like that's that's what we kind of we thrive i feel like in those areas um because i think for us obviously being married and love it's easy for us to write love songs to each other because we have plenty of fodder for that but as soon as we get you know a hint of Somebody going through something that's interesting and um, and like you said, nuanced. I think we kind of jump on those opportunities mm-hmm. to write about it because we, we love it. Mm-hmm. For us, it's like I was in IKEA the other day and I was about to buy a bunch of fake plants
7: because there's easy. We're going to be in town a bunch, in and out of town. Friends watch the house for us while we're gone. They don't always want the plants the best. Plants are going to die, so let me just get some fake plants, whatever. So I walk into the fake plant section, the you know, the the, the imaginary gardening section of IKEA. Mm-hmm. and I'm about to pick out some plants to buy and it made me feel like nauseous it made me feel like kind of gro- like gross mm-hmm. because there's something so beautiful Amanda and I being in the garden together being in the backyard repotting plants getting dirty having to figure out how to you know washing the concrete up afterwards giving the right Amanda get mad at me when I put miracle grow on everything because she wants anything that we eat to be organic
1: uh-huh. and uh-huh. I'm
7: like yeah but I want it to be huge like there's a, there's a journey in the, in the reality of a thing if, if you're tracking, if I'm making sense. The reality of planting real plants is messy. It's dirty. It's memorable. A fake plant's easy. That's it, you know? Yeah. So for us, for us to just write, take the world a hundred times, would feel like buying a bunch of fake plants for the house. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's sure that the beautiful part is one thing. That's, that is a thing. But we signed up for all of it. We signed up for all of it, and we want our songs to represent that.
2: All right, you're listening to Johnny Swim's Souvenir. And that's from the album Moonlight. They were talking about great album. Go check it out. Okay, uh, so it is time for a segment we like to call Ask the Cast. I put out a call on Twitter. To to have people send us questions, literally any questions they want. I've curated a handful, and I will I will throw them out to the team that we can field them together. All right, guys, do you guys want to start with a, a, a serious one or a, a one that is is goofy? What you, you let me know. I
3: mean, there's no way y'all are gonna answer them seriously, so it's dealer's choice. No, no, I, I'm
2: I'm curious because there. Are, well, well, let's ease into this. Let's ease in, ease into this. Okay. Uh, David said, what is your go-to movie snack when at the theater, and what does it
0: say about your theology?
2: Okay, uh, uh, um, Tyler, what, why don't we start with you?
0: That feels, that feels like an, an article, a an headline we would have come up with in the editorial meeting. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> movie snack go-to. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I, 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 my answer is, is uh, uh, pretty straightforward. So what I do is uh, <laughs> I get two things. I get the I get the popcorn yeah. and I get the and I get the Reese's pieces oh. and then I mix them together. Mix what? them together mid movie. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Wait, mid movie. I create a cocktail. Yeah, yes. a little a little a little concoction. <laughs> There in the theater. That's my, that's my go. That's what I do every single time. Because it generally
4: softens the Reese's pieces. It doesn't melt them, it just softens yeah. it
0: makes them. them a little, yeah, the, the heat warms uh, up a little uh, bit. So it's a you still get the crunch, but it's warm. What does it say about my theater?
4: I'll tell you what it says. It says that
2: you, you, you have snowflake version picking and choosing what you like and mixing them together and ignoring the parts you don't we we, we know your type hockey we are all too familiar for me i get a slushy I get uh, what flavor? Cherry, lemon, a cherry a guy, lemon right? Because I want what cold.
3: Lemon? We don't I want even something offer that in Nashville.
2: Cold and biting, like the truth of Calvinism. It is. It is. tough <laughs> oh to swallow. It God. is literally tough to swallow. Predestination. <laughs> ah, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm choking Add it down. That to
3: tight five, buddy. That's okay,
2: good. Annie, what do you got? Uh,
4: oh yeah, go, Annie. Sorry.
3: I do um, snow caps and a Coke icy. Oh my, Ooh.
4: snow caps. I don't even know what those are.
3: They're like um, dark chocolate. Uh, chocolate oh, chips with, with, with white the little dots. white guys on them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so good, yeah. So
2: so, So you like sweet messages that have, right. that have you know, that go down. Just a little bit that, of crunch. That,
0: that, a that little go down easy.
2: Time time. A, lo- a little substance, a little substance, but mostly want, very sweet. I want
3: sugar in as many forms as I can get it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: very sweet. You know, probably probably the sermon has an acronym in it. You like uh, <laughs> acronym-based theology. That's right, uh, that's right. You know. If you're going to
0: get through this, it's going to take a lot of heart. Yeah. Speech, yeah is, happiness, yeah. E, enthusiasm. Yes. (laughs)
4: No. Go out. Every
2: every head bow. Every eye close. We're going to
4: wrap this up. Okay, Eddie.
2: What what is your movie snack? And
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a hundred percent of the time raisinettes that I sneak in because I'll never pay for it at the theater. Oh, oh yeah, I'm oh, a big, yeah. I'm a food food sneaker in her. You're okay. just not a Christian. We've talked yeah, about this you're before. Not, I've told
2: you. I don't even know your religion. It just means you don't have a theology. <laughs> that that, anyway. That's the move. Hey, that's the move of an atheist who has no morals. Taco
3: Bell. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: Hey, hey, sneaking food in, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> someone who has zero morals
0: and yeah. is a pure atheist. In has- all the trash to sneak in. Pure if you're gonna, if you're sin
4: boldly, don't go for the Raisinettes. Go oh, get I something love them good. so much, and they're quiet. No, you can't hear them in the theater. Uh, I guess that's that's
3: true. the problem. You can always yeah. hear the snowcaps when they they, yeah. they have a they have a slide to them in the box. Yeah. Right. That's
4: why yeah, I also they really like, do. also do a gummy bear or a gummy worm all day long.
1: That's, I love I them like so that. much. Oh yeah, I yeah. uh, so, do. I'll,
0: I'll warn you. i I'll warn you. Listeners at home may may be tempted to try my popcorn. Reese's Pieces Concoction. I would encourage you to, but it, it makes a huge mess. Uh, mixing mixing in a movie theater aisle is, is complicated. People do not like it, but you just got to go for it. I've said
2: this before, but I'm a master sneaking food in. I don't go snacks. I go real food. Like I'm having a meal in there. I've yes, done sandwiches. Taco Bell. I've done Wendy's. I've done Arby's. <laughs> I'll say, and I've said this before, the master level sneak in. If you've done this, you can do anything. Is Boston Market because you got some <laughs> soup, oh, yeah. you got like a plastic thing really of turkey, you've got mashed potatoes involved. You you have to keep everything leveled. That's Try good. sneaking that in. That's that's a master that's class. Good. Okay, Karen said, "What are your best quote unquote uh, in parentheses non-traumatizing childhood memories? Best childhood memory, Annie? Let's start with you."
3: Okay, best childhood memory. Um, my fifth birthday party was a surprise. We went and. Saw fireworks when we got back to because my birthdays is around July fourth. When I got back to the house, my godparents had thrown a surprise Barbie birthday party for me. Oh, was oh that's
2: awesome. fun! That's fun! Oh wow! Oh wow! Huck, are you going to remind us about that time your parents left town at Christmas town uh, at Christmas time and uh, <laughs> and you left know, you home? You know, it was a very wealthy. Chicago <laughs> yeah. area neighborhood that that's, uh, that's my
0: best traumatizing. That's yeah. <laughs> my best traumatizing one, but she spe- she specifically said, yeah. When I was a child I, I,
2: I nearly tortured two burglars to death. Um it was just <laughs> heartwarming though. Was, I learned a lot. It was of, a memory. I learned a lot about the the real meaning of Christmas that year. Okay, right. what what happened again a year later and it was crazy.
0: It was uh, extremely unlikely. What,
2: what what best childhood memory? Uh, I
0: think I think my answer would I I got a few I, I'm hmm. going to say I'm going to say uh 10th birthday uh, we, we drove to the biggest town near my little Nebraska town where I grew up. It was Kearney, still a very small town to watch. Founded the, by Kearney's. To watch Space Jam. In the theater, <gasps> the Space, wow. Space, out, Jam. Space Jam just uh, came out. Space Jam, and then I ate so much uh, pizza, like stuffed crust cheese pizza from Pizza. that I threw up, and then went to the video game arcade, and I got my first girl's phone number that I ever got. Wow, that is a day. It was, a, a day. Oh, it, was a, it was amazing. I think it, it was the amazing.
3: best day of my life yeah. so, to this day. That oh, that is yeah. the, that
2: is like a John Hughes movie. Just that one. Yeah, day. you're
3: not gonna beat that. Yeah. Why have you not no, written man. that into a script? Well, Come I, on, it's a yeah.
4: beautiful day. It's too pure for this world. Eddie, what do you got? There was a. (laughs) Uh, This thing in fifth grade And it was a big deal In fifth grade But it was this place Called Enterprise Village And it was like This whole Huge like City that Had been built um, that everybody, like it, it was like for students to learn like practical life lessons of like, uh, you know, how to write checks, how to have a job, how to like, this is your best with money.
2: childhood memory.
4: Wait for it. <laughs> so everybody, so we work all year to get to go to our enterprise village day and it's a huge day and we all finally get our jobs. And, uh, anybody want to take a gander at my job at enterprise village may have been, <laughs>
1: Uh, police
4: i couldn't begin choir the, director the mayor and uh-huh. so <laughs> you the, were the day mayor. That i went to enterprise village i had to do nothing i didn't do anything i made more money than anyone else and i just walked around and people wanted to talk to me and shake my hand and call me oh, the that's mayor brilliant. and then i made a speech at the end that i did off the cuff even though my only job was to write it and i will say that was probably one of my best childhood memories uh, <laughs> Mr. I'll tell
2: you mine. Not, Jesse, you not, not, Jesse. not a day goes by that I don't think about this. I think about oh, it. Boy. I have like a, you know, I get this crazy sensation when I think about it. I had this youth pastor who's a real jerk. And before Easter one year, Jesse, he told me I could stab him with <laughs> don't. steak don't. knife. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it was so great. The best day of my him. life. It was the best yeah. day. No, uh, I don't have a single memory. Yeah, yeah. I think you know what I really liked about childhood was that that I look back finally is building like sketchy bike ramps. That was like a cool, yeah, I mean, right. I don't have like one single memory with them, but I loved it. There was nothing better than well, all the, the buddies in the neighborhood, like, you know, you steal some wood from like a construction site and you make your, your sketchy X Games uh, ramps. That was always fun. Okay, uh-huh. let's do, I, I, we, uh, this one we can keep kind of quick. Um, we, we don't have to answer it, but someone needs help out Ray. Ray was recently up for a promotion that he didn't get and he wants to know, how do I bounce back with Grace? Well, how would, what would your
4: advice do? Ray B, guys. I'm sorry to hear that, Ray. First yeah, of all, that's, that, a that's really, really tough. The tough setback. He, he, I want to make know, jokes, but there's no joke. That's just a real yeah, bummer. I funny. know. The thing that's, is, that's hard. The
2: thing is, had this steak knife incident not happened, Ray would be <laughs> associate <laughs> pastor, not youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> right. There it was. Well,
1: sorry, what's your Ray advice Ray for?
3: So bad for that youth pastor. He's still tuning in because he thinks they've stopped making jokes about me now. Yeah. And it's then every, all good every fun. time turns around, the Listen.
2: forward
4: 30 second button, like six or seven
2: I've times. I've been there, right? Six times. And he keeps running into his own memory. <laughs> but By the grace of God, there go I. And by that, I mean, I've never asked anyone to stab
4: me. So he wants to back me, with grace. You know what? Yeah. You know what's great about Ray though? Just the fact that he's asking the question and thinking about it, means already he's, bouncing back. he's already he's already exactly who he should be that's I exactly just, right I think the question is how do I not be bummed out about it and feel like resentful and I I don't know what to tell you like sometimes <laughs> it's okay to be sad about it and it's okay to feel resentful because maybe you should have gotten it and it's okay to find other jobs because it's just a job it's not real life it's just work mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that's like good. quit your treat, job treat but I'm yourself. saying It doesn't make you less of a person. You are exactly who you should be. And at the same
3: time, I would say, I wonder if there's something to be learned about why you didn't get the spot. I have a friend who didn't get a promotion she should have gotten. And as she asked more questions, it ended up being not about her talent, but about the politics of the system. And that was really the information was very helpful to her about moving forward. So I think when you can ask questions about why yeah. you didn't get the raise you wanted or the promotion you wanted, you get answers that help you better understand the situation.
0: Yeah, Here, Here's what I would do, Ray, if I were you right now. And this would be very, very fast. If your job allows this, and I, I would hope it does, I would assume there's some sort of protocol for this. I would take a random day off just to just just put it on the calendar and take it off. And I make that Ray Day. And uh, and you do it. You do, you do whatever you want to do all day. You don't you don't judge it. You don't ju- yeah. treat yourself. You don't judge it. You don't think that like like give yourself just a little time to bounce back by doing by having a full day of stuff you full really love to own. do. That's a
3: great and, idea, and
0: hopefully that will hopefully that'll boost your mood a little bit while you think
4: about Andy
0: and, and Ray. If you'll let us, us know what advice. Ray Day
3: is, we'll all celebrate it too. I'll happily yeah. do yeah,
0: that. Let us know. I'm in.
3: Yeah. You could call <laughs> I'll take in a day like that.
4: Yeah. Oh, I would love a Ray Day.
3: Uh, I'm,
2: I know we need to, we'll wrap on this one. And so this one's kind of serious. I, I like, I like what we asked Ray there. I, I like the advice you guys gave. This one's kind of serious. And we'll, we'll end Thanks, here. Thanks, dad. And Brian said, what's the, what's the one most important thing we can do in our day-to-day lives? Do further kingdom work. That's Brian. Oh, and wow. I know my wow. answer to Brian. And that I is to graphically answer. illustrate yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. brutality of, I'm joking, what would you guys, and, and we got to keep this relatively quick. One thing day to day you sure. can do to, uh, you know, the expression of your face, further the kingdom. Annie, what would you, what would you say I would say
3: Brian? really actively love the people around you.
4: Mm-hmm. I would say focus in on your own personal pursuit of holiness. Let that be just contagious. Work on yourself. Huck, what would you say?
0: I would. I would say you guys were both so ready to go, and now I feel like I'm like I'm on the spot. I would say be uh, be be, uh, be generous with your resources in a sacrificial way. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's good.
2: I mine's kind of. I would say. Oh this, this I just, kinda, no, no, I'm just, not going to say anything dumb. I'm, no, i no. I swear, I swear. I'll be. I'll be real. <laughs> I, I I think all of those are great, but I, I think Eddie, this kind of goes through yours, like. Take time for like introspection every day. Like really examine your motivations for doing stuff and see if they could be better. Like I think that's something that we, we we I feel like that's something that a lot of people ignore. But in like the kind of like um, you know, with like the Enneagram and things like that are really valuable tools to like examine yourself and improve yourself, Eddie. I think and I, and, and, and like I said, I think for other people that need to really know um some of these Bible stories, I think, you know, acting them out, even if it involves uh, herding yeah. whales and yeah, steak yeah, knives yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and <laughs> whatever whatever uh, we, were you need so to do. we were so All close so right. close sorry alright so that was Ask the Cast one thing we haven't done in a while is editorial question of the week uh, so I want to go back to I want to hear your feedback and I think we got a good one this week so without further ado it's time for this week's
5: editorial question of the
2: week hey. we had Ray with his job story how about this what is, I want people to write in and tell us what is the, the funniest or most embarrassing Thing that has ever happened to you in the workplace? Okay, we have, oh, we, have we have a story about this youth pastor who had a bad day. Tell us about your bet, your funniest. Bad day. day. Yeah, your Mm. bad day at work. The the worst, most funny, embarrassing thing that happened to you in the workplace. Uh, Send us to those on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. So send them our way. We'll take a look. We might read yours on the show. Uh, Well, hey, listen, I want to thank Johnny Swim for being on the show today. You can check out their album, Moonlight. It's available everywhere. Also, thank you to Samaritan Ministries. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be a part of the ministry, helping each other with care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org org slash relevant. Also, thank you to Squarespace. Be sure to head over to Squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or, do, or domain. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter at relevant at relevant podcasts for uh, content every day like us on facebook uh at relevant uh, relevant hey also if you like the show leave us a review uh give us give us those five stars we we crave and need your affirmation <laughs> uh, I really well, myself worth generally
4: my, as a podcast are fairly insecure and my so... self
2: worth is totally predicated on how many five stars reviews. so if you want me to feel yeah. great about myself and today's episode in particular not horrible because this objectively went terrible with me hosting leave me a five star oh, review were great, actually me... Me? now it was a I think It was in the ditch wrong. right out of the gate. You don't yeah. have to lie. You guys don't have to lie. <laughs> and, 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 I know, hey, also, so good, <laughs> hey, go check out our other podcasts. Check out uh, Relevant Daily uh, for, you know, getting current and news updates. Also, unedited with Cameron. Fantastic long-form conversations. If you like the, our, our chat with Johnny Swim today, he recently had Abner on, who gave a lot of really cool, interesting stories um, uh, about how him and Amanda met. Uh, you know his friendship with Steph Curry, and no big deal. A lot of cool stuff. Go check it out. It's unedited with Cameron Strang. Uh, and, and I think that's it for today, guys. Thanks for yeah, thanks for hanging. Job, let's hope Jesse. let's hope the Strang brothers man, make it back from Cuba, colors. so the audiences won't be subjected to 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 this hosted anymore. They should be back <laughs> for Friday's show. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks to to Clark on the ones and twos. Uh, uh I'm. Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Eddie Koffolds.
3: And I'm Annie F. Downs.
2: We'll see you guys on Friday.
7: Thank you for listening to the relevant podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
2: Guess who ever thought that a DiGiorno was delivery? No one ever.
7: Relevant Podcast Network.